And welcome to another show of Don't Get This Twisted. I am Rob, along with my co-host as always, Tina. How you doing, Tina? I'm good, Rob. How you doing? Peach King, after a week of being sick. It's yeah, nice what's up to... with you getting COVID again? I don't know. And Stupid no, COVID. And no one around me got it. Really? No one at work. Even my kid, who lit well, who lives in the house, but I see every blue moon. Yeah. <laughs> he never got it either. So nice. Yeah. I'm glad yeah, that you it, don't like to share your germs. Yeah, yeah. Well, and I saw you that Saturday before. Yeah, and I didn't get sick at all. Mm-mm. So, who knows? I mean, it, it could be anything. It could have been it a happens. door handle in a restaurant. Who knows? Yeah. <clears throat> so Glad you're doing but, better, though. Yeah. First two days sucked. But uh, by, like, Wednesday, I was feeling better. And, of course, my work was like, stay away. All right. Nice. So, I took Thursday and Friday off. And my nurse friend down the street told me to get out and get fresh air and walk and actually don't sit around and you know let the snot gather in my lungs so thursday and friday i did did a lot of walking (laughs) right on thursday on thursday i walked almost five miles with the dog um with the dog and just you know gallivanting around my neighborhood or so okay. both days, I think I did four miles and five miles. I don't know. I walked like almost 10 miles in two days. Nice. <clears throat> yeah. No, I did pretty good. I wasn't very winded. Just That's a good, bit, especially so. being congested. Mm-hmm. So feel pretty good. Went back to work uh, on Monday and all, all groovy. Nice. So, and we were recording this actually the night before it comes out, which is unlike us. Yeah. So. I was in Pismo, so. I know. How was that? Awesome. I hadn't yeah, seen Pismo. that group of friends in a while, and um, it was like I never, like, skipped a beat with them. They're such mm. good people. They really had a good time. And Pismo's super awesome. Yeah. Yeah. Pismo's and everybody cool. likes to glamp now, so it makes camping <laughs> so damn easy. It's fun. Glamping. That is glamorized camping, I'm assuming. Yeah, that's like camping with big ass rigs. You know, you can live in these stupid things. Yeah, yeah. Like RVs and and trailers and yeah. Not not a not a tent in sight. Not a tent in sight. (laughs) And now they don't even have like trailers. They're all driving. They're yes, I mean they're like RVs. Yeah, yeah. They're all driving those. So like They've definitely since COVID have upped their game, all of them. So it was cool. <laughs> it was a lot of fun. Gotta up that game. Yeah. And just so, being around good people. It's a good thing. It, it is. And sometimes you have to go and, and hang out with people again. Just mm-hmm. to, to, it makes you feel human again. Yeah. Yeah. <clears throat> yeah. I was talking to my friend today and she's like, oh, I thought this year was going to be better. I was like, you know, me too. But. It really hasn't. My give a shit meter is is not very good these days. So I'm trying to get that back. It's like, yeah, I just don't care. You need to go thing. somewhere, do something, get out of your element. Yeah, probably. probably yeah. The road or something. Yeah. Hit the road. Um, so this week I brought up a uh, topic with you because there is a person that I work with who man has a, a a very inconvenient thing but convenient at the same time and you're like yeah it's a show about compromise because mm-hmm. my friend lives in his wife's mom's house with her mm-hmm. pays the full mortgage 
but really only lives in one room, uses the garage for storage, but like really doesn't do anything in the house. And if he tries to change things, like he wanted to put the ashes ashes of his dad downstairs, she moved the mom moved him. What? Or yeah, or he wants to do certain things, and she, you know, it is her house by law, but they pay the mortgage, and they're just he's in a rough spot. So he's like, you know, he he wants to move out, he wants to get their own place, but his wife is now like. You know, I really don't want to leave. And what's my mom going to do? And there's a lot of um, um, family issues with it as well. Like there's brothers and sisters involved, but they really don't pay anything. Mm -hmm. So my friend thinks that they have no say in the matter. And I think he's kind of right. Like, even though they're family, they're like, well, we don't want to do that because they want to. They're like, why don't we just sell the house? And like you know, help mom put her somewhere else and, you know, blah, blah, blah. And the other kids are like, no, we don't want to do that. So I told him, I go, look, you're in a rough spot, right? And I I wish I had a answer for him, right? Of how to fix it. But I, I don't think there is with the exception of either continue to compromise or move out. Well, it doesn't sound like there's compromising. There's any compromising except for on his end. And he's compromising his comfort and his Mm -hmm. money and his his ability to uh, take care of even his own things. That's unfortunate because family could really get in between a couple and it Correct. sounds like this is what's happening, but sounds like the wife is allowing it too. So, yes, I think that that is a major part of the problem. Mm-hmm. Um, how can I say this without being horribly bad? They're, they're a Hispanic family, and if you've been around Hispanic families, no, never. Was, <laughs> yeah, and and my best friend also um, is Hispanic. <laughs> they're the family unit is insanely tight yeah so the the getting around that is very difficult and i'll say it in since it's i can say it in my culture the white people culture generally is very like um a bird away from nest right Mm -hmm. as soon as you leave the house it's like you're gone and and you kind of you know you obviously family is still important and You know, you do things and you want to make sure your family's fine, but it is very separate. Like you do have your own life. And when I was married, I, you know, I didn't have to worry about that kind of thing. Um, Mm -hmm. I, I moved my ex's mother-in-law in, but that was because she needed help and we had room, whatever. Um, But that was a whole other thing because she was really good with my girls my son who had just been born she you know cooked and cleaned and like she made her keep because she also came from that um era that Mm -hmm. like if i'm going to do this and i'm not going to pay rent i'm definitely going to earn the keep and she did and she and she didn't stay very long either she wanted to be on her own it was just a kind of a pass-through a holdover yeah but when you now, here's the flip side of that. 
I lived in someone's house as a roommate and I do get the feeling that he had right where, you know, you do kind of live in your own secluded room. And I was lucky. My old roommate was great. I had free reign of the house. I could, I watched TV in the living room and I watched it in my room and we had a living room that I did photo shoots in. And so like there was a lot of open ground, but I still do have that feeling of like, I still only live in my room. Mm-hmm. So, and there was compromise in our relationship, my relationship with a roommate, there's compromise in that. But when it's family, family, and it's your wife that you sleep next to every night, that's it, it, got to be very, very intense. I, and, you know, for me, I keep telling him, like, look, you just got to go. Like, you have to find a place to the point where I know he was joking, but he was like, I think I'm just going to rent an apartment. And I'll live in it. And. She can come over during the week and do things and then she can go back home and and be at home. Mm -hmm. And I was like, look, that's a very slippery slope that you're talking about. And I know that you're probably 98 percent joking. Is he, though? I I don't know. And and Mm -hmm. I really didn't deep dive into that because you start opening up a wound. You know, I might start pouring salt on it and I didn't want to do that either. Mm -hmm. But let's say there's 2% seriousness to this. That 2% is growing. And, and, you know, it, it ends up being like a cancer, right? Where it gets out of control and you're just like, I can't take it anymore. Does his wife work and contribute equally as well? Correct. Yes. They, they, well, right now it's not as good. She's in the home business. So she sells property. And obviously right now, that kind of she's a loan officer so it's not obviously it's not great right now but it's not horrible but she's not making what she used to but before she made more than him so i don't think that that's the thing i think it's more of just like it's the family and and i don't want to leave my mom alone because what's she going to do if we leave who's going to pay the mortgage because i guess the other kids won't well i hope the other kids aren't living there then they're not but Here's the thing at the end, if they leave like the other, the other family members don't talk shit, but they're like, well, what are you going to do if you leave? Like, what's, what's mom going to do? And, and my buddy's like, it's time for you guys to nut up. We've been doing it for five or eight years or whatever it's been. Absolutely, It's your turn. Mm-hmm. And, and I guess they're getting heat over that. Like, the the other family members are a little upset and i was like look dude you can't okay he's um yeah i think he's he's turning 49 this year i think i said dude you're at the back end of your life Mm -hmm. (laughs) you know what where do you want to be at And, and you know we've both been married and we compromised on certain things, right? There's always going to be something you step back from and go, ah, I'm not going to, this isn't my fight. It's not worth it. Mm-hmm. I'm okay with whatever's going on, but not when it starts affecting your self, your inner self that. Well, when you, when you have, 
when you're in your home, that's your safe place. That's a place where you could, you know, feel comfortable. That's where you could put your things to keep them safe. That's that's your your home base. That's where you should be 100 percent you. And if you're living in one bedroom like you're a kid belonging to a woman that you're not the kid of that's that's got to be a really hard situation to be in. I I wouldn't like that at all. And nor would I, you know, I would definitely say, look, I don't want to live here anymore. I don't want to do this with your family. And, you know, sorry, mom, but, you know, get a hold of your kids and figure something out because we've done our job. Yeah, we want to live now. And as a wife, you know, being like, oh, we can't do this. We can't do that. Your first obligation is to your husband. And then it is to your family. Like you're, you're supposed to take on a husband. You're supposed to have your own family. You're supposed to be your own matriarch to your own family, not uh, live as your mom's kid in your house and or in her house and pay everything and still get treated like a kid. That's, that doesn't work for an adult, especially an adult male. And for her to ask him to compromise without taking his feelings into consideration isn't really compromise at all. Agree. And I tried saying something to that nature. Like I said, I try because obviously I work with him. Mm-hmm. So I, I, you know, you want to be very truthful, but you also want to walk somewhat lightly. I don't mm-hmm. want to send him into the, you know, going home and freaking out. But, you know, for me, it's a little different, right? Because I've been single for so long and I kind of told him that I was like, look, I, I kind of was in your situation in different ways. Um, I had the mother-in-law, but it was in my house. So she wasn't, I, I didn't have to worry about that side of like, you know, moving stuff back or like any of that, that would drive me bonkers. Mm-hmm. I, I would have problems with that. Like yep. he even said that he doesn't like similar to where, when I was a roommate, I didn't hang pictures or anything. They don't do things like that because it's mom's house. And uh, it's, it's bonkers to me. And I feel bad, but I understand compromise. I think any healthy relationship, you're going to compromise because you're, you have different set of ideas sometimes. And the compromising should always start with the couple, not anybody else. Like it, everything has mm. to start with the couple because you're, you're a unit. You're, you're supposed to be each other's person, you know, the backup, the ones that you know, that you could rely on, not somebody that that you make an enemy out of because you don't want to hear what he's saying. And that's a big thing that'll throw that'll throw a couple into divorce. It's not a little, you know, it's not a tiff. No, I, I think what you just said is right. You don't want to make your spouse the enemy. Mm-hmm. That's probably the, the big quote of the day. Um. Without compromise, you'll end up enemies. Mm-hmm. Well, yeah, if he's already looking at, I want to rent an apartment and get the hell out. Like that says a lot about the situation and she should really take that into consideration. It, it goes me. to show you, <laughs> it goes to show you that um, that kind of life is your sanity. Mm-hmm. He, I think he's slowly losing his sanity where he's just like, I got to go home and I know this is going to happen. And 
like he had um a water um hot water heater issue blew up of course he had to take care of it he had to make sure that everything was done everything he calls out on monday toilets back up the whole place so he had to make sure the plumber came and he had mm. to take care of it and he's like look it's not even my house like and i'm i'm the one that has to make sure it gets done because no one else will do it yeah. and i'm like and look i i get that side of it of being the you know patriarchal side of that of i'm i'm going to take care of it but at some point you have to say we could be doing this in our home mm-hmm. you know like the one where you know we can do whatever we want to it and we can change it. And I don't have to worry about if I put something in the garage that your mom's going to move it to a different spot because she's done that too. Like he's put something in the garage and he came out to get it and it was gone. And then he had to search the whole thing to get it. The mom wouldn't tell him where she put it. I, I, I don't know if it was that he just doesn't ask anymore because he doesn't want the fight or she wasn't home. The whole point is that don't move it. <laughs> like, right. You know, it's or, uh, or have a conversation like there's is there any I believe there already has on? been. I think there's they've lived there like eight or nine years. There's been a lot of dialogue and mm. he's even said, like, you put all your shit in this side of the garage and I'll put it over here. And it just doesn't end up staying that way because she's just like. This it's, is my house. And this is my house. Well, then mm-hmm. he should let her pay her house. I, I agree. But like I said, I think that I think what and what ends up needing to happen is that the family needs to help the real family other than just one daughter. It's like the rest of the kids have to nut up or we're leaving and mom's going to lose the house. And then that's just the way life is. Well, no. You, it, there needs to be a coming to Jesus meeting and I'm paying your bills. I'm living in this house. If you want me to stop, move my shit. Yeah. Otherwise leave my shit alone and I'll continue to pay your bills. And you start treating me with re- some respect and my dad's ashes are going right here. And he yeah. needs to put his foot down with his mother-in-law. And if his wife doesn't like it, then there's time to do something. Cause the compromise is not there. You know, there's not it, it doesn't sound like this situation is is beneficial for him in any way. It sounds like he's got to be he's got to be the one to lay down and take five in the ass while everybody's taking advantage of him. Mm-hmm. And doesn't sound like he's liking that too much. No, he's not. <laughs> that's and I think that that's putting it lightly. Um, mm-hmm. it, he's. Without him saying it, I I can see him at the breaking point. And that marriage will not last if she doesn't start listening to him, period. And, and they've been together like 20 something years. Like mm-hmm. this is something that. Obviously, it's a, it's there. It's a good relationship um, that I can see from the outside looking in. Um, with the not exception if she doesn't of this. tell her family, you need to respect me <clears throat> and my husband for taking care of your shit. Right. It's not, it's out of line there. It's a short fuse, I think. Right. Um, They've been together so long that I think both of them are like, they don't want to leave. They they don't want out, but 
they're pushing so hard that one of them is going to break at some point. And, and, and I think it's going to be my friend because he's just unhappy and you can see it in him. And, and it should be the sooner than the later. Like, don't make it, you know, try to get out of the situation before you hate each other, before you're done with each other, before, you know, things are so bad, they're unfixable. But if you're unhappy, it doesn't make sense to be there. It just doesn't at all. So say something, do something like whatever you threaten, make sure that's what you're going to end up doing, because nobody will take you seriously if you don't. And you're just going to have to, you know. Hold your ground because it, it's, it's, you know, I, I come from a Latin family, even though we found out later that me in particular is not Hispanic, but, um, <laughs> when we used to go out to dinner, there'd be like 17 or 18 people on a Friday night going out to dinner. That was like a small little family gathering. So I get the whole being <laughs> close. I get the whole, um, having, you know, generations together and, and I see mm-hmm. the, the benefits of it. However, there was a pecking order in my family. And if you were in my my dad's younger brother's house, he was in charge. If you were in my grandfather's house, he was in charge. Mm-hmm. You know, there was there was a pecking order um, They're They're in their mother in law's house. But I'm paying your bills. If I'm paying your bills, you need to stand down. You know, and it doesn't seem like he's unreasonable. He's been doing this for a long time. She could make it easy on him and say, yeah, you're right. I should give you space to do these things and be a good mother-in-law. But if she's not and the and the wife isn't forcing the issue, then it should be he and the wife against everybody. And that's that's a no brainer right there. But if he's compromising and nobody else is, he should he should do something about that. Do you think there is a compromise in this or do you think that the latter is just it's time to move on? There's always there's always a way to make things work, but all parties involved need to make them work like Mm -hmm. the 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 other children in the family, her his wife's uh, siblings, they need to man up, you know, they they. That's he's taking care of somebody that's not his mother, period. And and that will build resentments. I don't care how long or how good or how whatever it's going to build resentments because he didn't come from that woman, period. And and when he's overstretched with, you know, he's he's beyond what he wants to do. That's that's a bad situation. And if she doesn't correct it, she should be out on her ass. You know, there's um, in his life right now, too, he has um, his stepson just had a baby. And I mean, like days ago. And they're living there, too. <clears throat> no, no, no. They they live out of state. They live across the country. OK. And his. His daughter, there's a there's some stepkids involved in, in this. She lives um, north in Idaho. And they have like a one-year-old, almost one-year-old. They're a military family. They're probably going to move also across the country near the brother. Okay. And I told him, I said, look, your future here is probably not forever, right? You want to be around your grandkids. Mm -hmm. 
um, mostly his wife. His wife is like, you know, uh, grandma fanatical right now. Loves be, you know, wants to be around the babies and the whole nine, which is awesome. I think that that's also a very important thing if you can be mm-hmm. around your grandkids and do it. So he was joking with me, but not. He's like, I have a two year plan now, man. I got to, um, going to learn new stuff at work and wait for a couple of branches to open on the East Coast and probably move. I was like, dude, that's a brilliant idea. You'd be closer to your grandkids. You'd be closer to two of your kids. And you'll also be free (laughs) of the situation you're in. You'll have no choice but to rent a house or get an apartment or buy a house on, you know, wherever you decide to be. Mm -hmm. I said, it's almost, you know, you know, building itself. But I said, you know, you also haven't lived um, alone with your with your wife in a long time. Right. This is something you need to do before you decide to move across the country. Mm -hmm. Because it'll be like living a new life for you. You know, coming home to an empty house where there's going to be a lot of dead time (laughs) where you might not be used to that. Because, you know. Because he even says, he goes, you know, sometimes I'll go home and I'll watch TV and my wife will go downstairs and talk to mom for a little while and this and that. And then she'll end up coming up, you know, and obviously they do spend time in the room, you know, a lot in the room. But I said, you know, when you have a, let's say you rent a home and you have, you know, an extra bedroom for an office and you have a garage and you have a backyard and you're. It's a different life where absolutely you'll be able to build a different relationship with your wife of many, many years where you might be able to strengthen your relationship so much that when you leave to go start a new chapter, you're geared up, you know, but you I think you have to relearn that because they're in a situation where it's not like being husband and wife. Mm -hmm. So. I'm kind of, you know, not pushing him because I wouldn't push anybody, but I definitely give him my take. Like, you have to try get out of the situation, mm-hmm. but it's a no win. And of course, like he goes, he he'll push his wife every blue moon and then she'll get sort of like, yeah, you know, that's a really good idea. And then it just fizzles out because mom fizzles out because mom, you know mom will say something or she knows mom can't take care of herself. And like, I'm not trying to be disingenuous and say that, you know, just kick your mom to the curb that I would never say that. But you have to understand that your life is to be lived as well. Yeah. I just hope that um, they can find a compromise beforehand because compromising is hard in any relationship for any reason. Right. I think you have to compromise for your children, right. Um, As they get older, there has to be a compromise between parent and child, right? Like, look, I've done my duties. (laughs) Well, and the, the, the compromise is that I've, I've raised you. It's time for you to be an adult and, you know, not lean on me for everything. Because I think that this this newer generation, <clears throat> the ones that we created, unfortunately, 
Um, they're just, they hold on to everything. Mm-hmm. Kids who, I, I read something or heard something on a podcast the other day, and, and, and it wasn't for females. So I can't tell you the age for females. And I think it's way less because they like to move out quick. The average age of a man who moves out of the house now is 29 years old. Wow. Who in the blue hell would want to stay that long? You're socially inept, right? You have no skills of taking care of yourself. Mm -hmm. And the next step in your life is a relationship and marriage where you Mom has yeah. been wiping your ass for 30 years. <laughs> I, I, it blew, it blew me away. And I'm sure for girls, it's way less because you guys like to move out when you're 16 or 17 years old and think you're women. I don't know. I think we should look that up because I think the stats on that are really high too. Here, I'm going to, why, why we're <laughs> uh, discussing. Um, what? But I don't, uh, it, it's amazing how, because of the way we're set up, our economy set up that people cannot move out. The kids cannot move out and leave. They're really mm-hmm. struggling with that. But on the other hand, it's like, how do they raise their family? How do they, how do they get with somebody? How do they, you know, like there's so many things that because they're staying at home, they're not doing. And that's kind of, that's kind of odd. Yeah, I, I totally agree. Okay. Um, <clears throat> this is. Let's see. Dun, dun, communication. Details. A survey from the BLS indicates that the average age to move out of the parental home is 27 years old. Although 80% of millennials at this age are not living with their parents. Uh, that's kind of odd. Um, so I guess the average age that would go along both is 27 years old. Wow. Hmm. Could you, I mean, I don't, I never asked. How old were you when you left the roost? <laughs> um, I left one time for about nine months. Mm-hmm. And that was when I was about 24. And okay. then I came back and then I stayed until I was 29 and then moved in with my ex. But I, uh, I worked two and three jobs, went to school. I was gone and doing my own thing for the whole time. I mean, I always, I started babysitting at 11 years old. I always had shit to do on the weekends. I always was in school. It was, you know, doing something. But I also had a sick mom and sick grandparents that I was assisting in. So had I not had that, I probably would have gotten out a lot sooner. But literally, I was taking care of. Right. You're you're an outlier, though. So let's what about the people around you? Like my my oldest daughter left at 17 years old. Yeah. And my oldest daughter or I'm sorry, my oldest daughter left at 17 and my middle girl. She left at 18 after we got divorced. So, but I, I think she, she probably would have hung out longer, but I don't see her going that long. Um, and my kid, my son is 21 
and he's still here. Mm-hmm. I, I left at 20 and um, I was in an apartment with um, two friends during my 21st birthday. Yeah. So it, it wasn't, it was like I was probably in an apartment for two and a half months before my 21st birthday. It's, but you know, my, you know, my dad also was not a hard ass, but definitely had his own views. And so did I. So I think that today they're just holding on longer. So there is no compromise of there. They think they, well, they think they don't have to compromise. I think the, this generation Mm -hmm. and they do just enough to stay to where they don't get kicked out. Yeah, no, I did. And still will, you know, do things that, uh, most people would say I shouldn't do for my dad, but because of his age, like making a bed is next to impossible for him. So I go in there and take off all the sheets and everything and make everything back up. It's not a big deal to me. You just help out sure. where you got to. But I've always been like that because I've always had sick people that have needed attention. So, um, yeah, I just stayed and took care of everybody. And now I don't want to do shit, to be honest with you, for anyone. Like what, I'm what so about completely people, done with that. What What about your age group, though, growing up? What What do you remember your friends leaving? Mm. Was it was it before 24? Oh, yeah. It was like yeah. early 20s. Most of my friends, a couple of them, a couple of them waited longer, but they were building their, you know, their education and building their mm-hmm. business and doing that. So they they like me stayed stayed longer, but for the majority they were in their early twenties. Yeah, me too. Yeah, most of my male friends were all in their, and were all in their early twenties. So I would say for a uh, a man of my generation, probably twenty two, twenty three mm-hmm. latest. And again, all the females that I knew growing up all left early. Yeah, all of them. I didn't have um. I didn't, I had, I argued with my mom quite a bit, but it was never anything where I got to get away from this bitch. You know, I, it wasn't like that. It was, she drove me crazy. Don't get me wrong. And there were days where I was like, oh my gosh, somebody's going to take it. I don't know if it's going to be me or it's going to be her, but somebody's cruising. But, um, we got along, you know, my, I don't know. We just always had other people we had to take care of. So we just did it. So I didn't. I didn't even realize that I was taking too long to move out because mm-hmm. there was there was so much going on that I that I took care of. But you but you guys probably compromise a lot. all the time, every a day. Lot. <laughs> and when I was losing my shit, my mom would say, OK, Tina can't be bothered right now. Tina can't Tina can't do anymore. She's hit her limit. She right. you know, she gave me that space, thankfully. For me. You know, I was hard-headed. Dad was hard-headed. So there wasn't a lot of compromise. Um, I learned to compromise early in my marriage mm-hmm. because I was still, a, a, you know, I was a younger man, but I was still boneheaded. And I, you know, I lived with roommates for a long time and they're all men and we just goofed off and did dumb shit. Mm-hmm. So when, I think when you start getting into a relationship, your your compromising is obviously very easy on some and very harsh on others, right? Mm-hmm. You have to 
you pick your fights. And I think that the fight for my friend is now it's time to pick the fight because it's probably going to help your sanity long run. Mm -hmm. It's like me and my kid. I, I, I pick my, my fights with him. I know he, you know, I know that he, he's an emotional kid, but he also is very stern in his belief system. And sometimes I have to put that in check because he has that, um, I don't understand why, or, you know, that's stupid. I shouldn't have to do that. And I'm like, that's not reality. I'm going to give you a little, a little kick in the ass and tell you that life doesn't give a shit what you think mm -hmm. it, it runs you over. <clears throat> and, and I probably had to learn that a little later as well, but I'm trying to get him on the path of that. And the compromise of life is sometimes you have to do shit. You don't want to. Oftentimes, most times, most of the time. Um, and when you do that, you'll get the good stuff, mm -hmm. right? And I'm hoping that my friend finds compromise on a way out of his situation because I can, I can see, and I've, I've worked there, um going on three years in this place and I've seen him change. I've seen where sometimes he's the most upbeat person. And then sometimes it's like someone has just swept his legs out from under. Mm -hmm. And it's generally talking about that situation where he's just like, oh, dude, this is happening. I don't know what to do. And I'm in my damn room all the time. And, and I'm like, okay. And I, and I try to step back and, be the the single guy and go you need to fucking leave mm -hmm. <laughs> but I, I also try to step back and go okay what would i have done in my situation with my ex what would i do if i was in a current situation with somebody you know love is a hell of a drug man <laughs> and it'll it make you do It'll make you do things that most people wouldn't like compromise. Some people would be, I'd never do that shit. And then you, you see them in a relationship and they do that exact same shit. They said they'd never do. Mm -hmm. So I, I think it's a, it's a very important thing to pick your fights, compromise almost always, but stand your ground when it's a mental health thing. And it's driving you to a point where you're thinking outside the box just to survive. And I think mm. saying, I just get an apartment by myself and she can be with me 90% of the time. But she can go home and visit. And, but then I told him, yeah, but the, the money thing is still a situation, right? Mom can't take care of the house. What's going to happen? And he's like, I don't know. And I said, well, they won't sell it to you because the kids won't sell it to them. Because they, they offered, we'll just buy the house. And the kids are like, no, well, we don't want to do that. Because well, whose house is it, though? It's mom's. Well, then they don't have shit to say about that, period. Right. But I think mom also wants to make sure that the kids. Well, then mom have... should start paying the fucking note on the house. No, I, I, I agree. Uh, but, you know, there's. I'm assuming just from what he has said, they can't. 
Let's just put it that way. I don't know financial situations or whatever. So I here's that, the deal. Mm-hmm. You can't pay your house. You're going to have to get rid of it because I'm not putting money into it anymore. I don't like the way I've been treated. I don't like that this has gone on for so long and we don't get any other help. And I'm not benefiting from it. I'm not, I'm paying your mortgage that's going to be somebody else's um, cash out when you pass. What's the word I'm looking for there? Inheritance. Mm-hmm. And that's some bullshit right there. Why would you pay for somebody else to have an inheritance? Does he have kids? Yes. Well, not that live there. But They're he has kids. There. Sure. Mm-hmm. Okay. So whatever he's whatever he's uh, putting into a house should be for his own kids to inherit, not for his his uh, in laws, his, his wife's siblings. Yeah. Yeah. Because in theory, heaven forbid, mom passes away. Mm-hmm. Now, if they want, they're going to have to fight to sell the house because, mm-hmm. and they're all going to get a fair share because we live in California. Mm-hmm. So all that money that they put into that house for eight years now turns into a fourth. Someone else's inheritance. Yeah. Yeah. That's a, that's a hard one. That's a big pill to swallow. You mm-hmm. know what I mean? Mm-hmm. <laughs> like, and and like not only is it trying to swallow it, it's while someone's stepping on it, trying to kick it down your throat. Yeah. And while you're at it, don't put your shit in my garage. Yeah. Yeah. That's, that's and, not and right. And no water for the pill as well. Yeah. Choke it's like it down. taking five in the ass with no lube. Mm. <laughs> so I, I don't know. I, I think that looking at this situation and I was trying to say, like, how can we how can we put this over to the people who listen to our show and compromise is just a heavy topic, right? Because we, we as couples, we as people, you know, there's a line in the sand Mm -hmm. that we all think we should take. And we also think that our significant other should take. Well, and see, there's the, the situation Again, it goes down to the core should always be the husband and the wife, and they should work on what's going to make them happy before they make their family happy. Now, obviously, if there's younger kids, that's a different situation, but that's their choice. That's their kids, their younger kids. But in this situation, he he just needs to say, I can't do this. I won't do this. And. Somebody else needs to step up. If nobody else needs to step up, mom needs to understand she's going to have to sell that house, period. Sell it. And if you sell it to the people who are paying for it, even better, because then maybe one day, you know, if somebody else needs a place to live, it'll be there for them. But yeah, the mom needs to get it through her thick skull that she didn't do what she needed to do to be able to have an inheritance for those children of hers. Right. That are adults and not doing shit to help her right now. Anyway, she should remember that too. Yeah. I think, you know, if, if his plan is to leave the state at some point, maybe there's an out plan anyway, and maybe, mm-hmm. maybe that's what he should start looking towards, you know, being closer to your kids and your grandkids. And that if you, if you 
see that as the end game, it doesn't matter what's going to happen after you leave. Because then you have to look at the last eight years as just rent. And that's mm-hmm. the way life works. Mm-hmm. Um, and then, of course, obviously, if and when anything bad would happen, his wife would get a quarter of the house, mm-hmm. whether they sell it or she passes away, whatever it is. Uh, I just think that you have to look at the reality of compromise in any relationship. And at some point, you're right, your spouse and you have to step back and go, okay, the compromising is over. We cannot compromise anymore because it's tearing our relationship apart. And this is the compromise. Sell us the house. And allow us to do what we're going to need to do to the house to keep this house going Mm -hmm. or we're going to move out and you're going to have to figure out your own way. There's really, I mean, logically, those are your choices Mm -hmm. and logically you're, you're, you're stepping on toes by, by thinking that anything else is, is acceptable and that's not fair. And it'll end up ruining her daughter's marriage if she doesn't, back off yeah and and i think it's going to end up um pushing the family so far apart whether they're in the same house or not like there's going to be so much resentment um from husband to wife and then wife is going to show that in how she is around the house Mm -hmm. it's a no-win situation i i just think that i was trying to get a point across to everybody that you know, look, you have to compromise to to get your relationship in a certain place. But at some point, there has to be a line in the sand for everything, whether it's mother-in-law, father-in-law, kids, whoever, friends. Mm-hmm. There's always a line in the sand. And I think that you have to be big enough to understand, yes, there's repercussions to that line. But your mental health will probably be better off because of it. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. So. And, and remember, you should never put somebody that you love in such a, a shitty situation that they feel trapped and they feel like they're not being heard and they're feeling unloved. Like, come on, let's get back to basics where we just start being good to the person that we chose to, to live with. Yep. And, and then everything else will have its place. Mm-hmm. But it won't be right next to you. The the right. whoever you choose is that's your that's your teammate. That's the person that you that you give everything to that gives everything to you. And it sounds like he's really given it to her. Yeah. So come on. You know, there's 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 no place in that relationship for him to feel the way that he does. There's just not a place in that. Agree. I think it's time to step back, get a plan, and make it happen. And I think if that's you don't, it's not going to get any better. It's going to get nothing but worse, actually. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> and then you're going to resent the people around you. You're going to resent yourself. The mirror is going to be an ugly thing because every time you're like, why are we doing this? Why am mm-hmm. I still here? Why is this nonsense still happening? And the, if Unfortunately, the people around you also need to learn. 
right? Yeah. Like you don't get your cake and eat it too. This no. isn't this isn't mom's world. Like, no. like come on. Well, it, and it's a two way street. I think everything's a two way street. Like, mm-hmm. look, it's you, you want to help the people around you, but not to where they're taking advantage of you. That's Never. narcissistic behavior. It's not a good thing. And and especially when they're the only ones signing up to help. Correct. Agree. All right. Last words. Run. No. <laughs> <laughs> no. Come on. Just people need to quit being so damn selfish and start looking at things logically and then moving forward from that instead of their fear or their judgment or their what what they should or could be doing like it's just what is right can we just go back to what is right for everybody involved like that would be nice i'd like to see that in this world totally agree i think that it's the biggest thing right now and i think in everyone's relationships is the most simplest compromise based on the simplest things it's it's not people make mountains out of molehills when if you let it get that far, it's just going to, it's going to destroy you. So, yes. All right. Um, hey, check us out on social medias, Twitter, Facebook, Instagram. You can hear us on Apple and uh, Spotify and Amazon and YouTube music. You can see us, you can listen to us on YouTube if you're out and about. And uh, yeah, it's an opinion show. Don't get it twisted. It's just these two people doing crazy shit saying crazy things come check us out every wednesday and uh until next week i'm rob that's tina you guys have a good night see you later see ya